0: my name's Terry. Welcome to the OddsCast. Welcome to the OddsCast. Anything more?
1: Welcome to the OddsCast. And welcome to episode 37 of the OddsCast podcast. I'm Donald DeLeo, alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, Bruce and Corey. Today, some good news Sports are coming back, at least the NHL has a 2014 playoff. The NBA is still talking about what they want to do. Group stage, possibly, playoffs, implications. Uh, does the regular season matter anymore? Some neutral site tournaments, we'll talk about that. And then the MLB uh, proposing an 82-game schedule, but it looks like the owners and the players are not close, and that season could hang in the balance. This is in the middle of our NFL season uh, summer series preview. Uh, we went through four divisions so far the AFC and NFC East and the AFC and NFC North. That will continue next week. But today, we're just going to look at where the sports world starts um, and where it stands. And we're also just going to identify a NHL playoff long shot, which I'm excited about. We're bringing some people on. But, Love that. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got some guests coming, coming later on in the podcast Bobby Graber, Matt DeLeo uh, to talk about the NHL. But, Joe. I know you're excited about the NBA. Let's talk about that first because sure. we'll talk. We'll push the NF, NHL to when we bring the guys on to talk about it. But the NBA, where are they at? What are you hoping for as a fan? What are you hoping for as a better?
2: So they're currently in negotiations for a single location tournament um, to finish out the season. Uh, the thing that's kind of unclear at this point in time. Is whether or not they're gonna actually finish a regular season or if they're gonna do something similar to more like the NHL is doing with uh, like a little bit of a play in or playoffs plus format. Um, so that's kind of remains to be seen. Now, there's a couple different things going around, uh, one of which is that the teams would, there would be a 16 team playoff um, where the conferences don't matter. Now the thing that's going to be interesting here is I don't think that Adam Silver can just like unilaterally make a decision as to how the playoffs are going to be. Um, and I think it's something that's going to have to be voted on by all the teams. So traditional format is really probably most standard. It's something that everybody agrees with or understands. Um, and you're not going to have too many surprises in terms of seeding. Uh, you know, if they do something where there's 16 teams and there's no conferences then you're going to get some weird matchups. And like I saw one that I, I think it makes the Clippers road to the playoffs like potentially much more difficult if they go just by best standings, like one through 16. So a lot of things are up in the air right now. Uh, but, you know, I, it's it's hard. It makes it hard to bet on any futures or putting name more bets right now.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know matchups right now in the NHL you do. Um, yeah. I mean, you could just – probably pick the best team. But again, we don't know matchups, and some of the teams match up better against the other teams. Um, what do you want as a fan?
2: As a fan, I think it'd be awesome if they did some sort of like playoffs plus format, similar to the NHL where the bottom say four teams or something like that, or, you know, maybe you have 12 teams per and you have the first four buys. Um, because you want your big market teams or your top four teams in each conference, you want them moving on in the playoffs. Like, you don't want to see the Lakers get knocked out in the first round. Um, and I would, that would so, be
1: fun.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. That would be, cool. <laughs> It'd
2: be terrible. The NBA would try to like match it, make it like, a, oh, it's the playoffs, but like, that's not what anybody wants to see.
1: That's because um, I'm telling you right now that I want to see that. I want to see. You don't even watch the NBA. I would watch like the thing I I actually heard this theory though, that um, the like, like for example, right now, right. regulars like in in a normal season world with no COVID um, where it's like the bucks playing the magic in the first round. Like I, I, shits about that because there's funny. actually
2: almost every format is bucks magic first round there's like no way around it <laughs> it's kind of funny
1: well so what have you heard anything about this group stage idea that they were doing where it's similar to like the world cup in soccer or like Ooh. a champions league thing where yeah so where, where they would put like five teams in different pods like cut it off yeah that, they would exactly. play like a round robin with both teams and the top two teams and points would advance
3: yeah I, yeah, I, yeah
2: I like
0: the like, group of death always yeah. love a good group of deaths.
1: <laughs> I, I Lakers, do,
0: Clippers, Bucks.
2: I do like that. And I think that it, I don't, I'm not sure what the format necessarily would be, but I do think it's really, I, I think it's an interesting idea, especially in terms of bringing in money. Um, and I think it's something that teams can kind of get behind because more teams are going to play uh, more games. You know, um, you're going to have all those teams that really weren't, like maybe in the playoff picture or if they just end the season right now, you're going to have certain teams and certain superstars that are missing the playoffs. Like uh, Damian Lillard's going to be out. Uh, Zion Williamson right now would be out of the playoffs. Um, And I think it gives them an opportunity to get some more screen time, but then also gives them meaningful games to play. Uh, So it gives, it brings more revenue in for the NBA in terms of TV ads, whatever. Uh, So I think that that's really an awesome idea. And, I mean, theoretically, your best teams are probably going to win in that first group anyway. Um, so I, I think it's a really cool idea of doing, you know, a couple games there.
1: Terry, you look perplexed.
0: Yeah, it's just very boring, this idea of just a playoff. I What I want to see is almost a la you take UFC's Fight Island idea, <laughs> you make it basketball island so like bachelor in paradise it's basically a reality tv show playoff so you have basketball island with all the teams then you have their fam like their wives but then you also make temptation island and bring their mistresses too so they're all on the island and then they have challenges and stuff so like the bucks versus the magic who gets you know more free 12, th- 12 timeouts instead of the 10 that you're given in an NBA game of <laughs> <What? laughs> like a puzzle or something, or maybe like have the wives and the mistresses do something or, you know, maybe two players are fighting over the same uh, Instagram uh, model. So maybe they'll, they'll do a challenge. And oh, Sixers, Sixers versus the Pistons. That'd yeah, be great.
4: Yeah. Blake Everybody Griffin stop talking, stop talking. We're no longer going to release this. We're going to pitch it to Netflix it's for sure going to take care of two things. My financial problems <laughs> and the rest of the NBA season. That yeah. is fucking brilliant.
0: You know how many this league tweets you could, you could have in one night. You shove on it on an episode? Island and
4: Netflix is like, here's the money.
0: Yeah. This
4: exactly. This is perfect. Yeah. yeah I you mean, and, suck a dick and, and sports it.
1: books would love it. Cause you could bet on the individual challenges and
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, He's and playing. then like yeah, the challenges leading up, you could be like, oh, LeBron, uh, the the Clippers won
4: banana boat, banana boat, flopping the, and banana boats everywhere.
0: The Clippers flopping and
2: blocking <laughs> takes to dramatically different meanings.
0: Yeah, like so, the 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 Clippers won this obstacle course challenge against the Lakers, so now LeBron can't play the first quarter or LeBron can't shoot threes. That's just the rules of the game. Honestly, he shouldn't. So it's a good, good rule. But then he has like, <laughs> oh. I haven't Immunity idol. I don't know what that means. We have to follow the
4: rules. We're gonna get so rich off your idea. There's gonna be
0: voting people he out. Said
1: an immunity idol. <laughs>
0: so many LeBron idols.
1: coming in with his immunity idol. No, I did it. I lost the banana boat race, but I have this immunity idol. Yeah. I can still shoot threes. I, I like
2: yeah. it. I like it. All right. Yeah. Let's, so, let's tighten been- it up. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot going on. I don't know about. I haven't seen any uh, proposals besides yours about an immunity idol <laughs> or uh, playing this all on an island. But I can tell you that this would be the most compelling reason to go to Disney World for me, anyway. Um, oh, no, if
1: if it's in Disney World, I think that actually could work. Yeah, like your, your your island is basically Disney World.
2: And it, and yeah, Disney World. that's t- like, you can't you just 20, banish 20, someone no, to the Magic 20, Kingdom, 20.
1: like. Uh, What do you think about – because, I mean, like, NBA has really the only league that has done this, like, neutral site thing. Obviously, it's all it's been done in the preseason with the summer camp stuff, but it's been kind of like this showcase of sorts. I mean, like, are you – do you think certain teams are better? Like, are you even looking at teams and, like, are they better playing at a neutral site, like – Teams that have limited home court advantage. Like like we were talking all season about the Clippers, right? The Clippers yeah. were never going to have home court advantage in the Western Conference finals against the Lakers. Now it's pretty much neutralized.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's really going to depend a lot on the format. But I think the thing that's most important here is that the majority of the Eastern Conference teams are not going to vote on any proposal. That mixes the Eastern and Western conferences. The Western conference is dramatically better than the Eastern conference, top to bottom, besides the box. Um, so, if you look, like, there's no, there's going to be no circumstance where an Eastern conference owner says, "I want to, I want to blend this," because moving forward too, I think it could set a bad precedent for the Eastern conference teams if they go into a conference-less type of playoff format um because of the way travel is and really being in the east is a big advantage uh in terms of travel because of the way the cities seem to be a lot closer from the majority of it.
1: Yeah, I mean we're gonna have analysis when they finally do agree on something. I, I think the NBA is in a better spot uh than some other leagues and we'll get to that in just a second. But I All think right. the NBA
0: yeah. Go ahead, Terry. No, you
1: go. Oh, so I think the NBA is going to get it done. Like I think yeah, that I think that Silver is a good enough commissioner and a bold enough commissioner that he will not pass up this opportunity to try certain things in a situation in which normally he would not be able to try things that he's yeah. looking towards I mean, the league, league benefit long-term yeah. whether and that's like, no, conference list playoffs, whether that's neutral site tournaments, whether that's anything like this, this silver is going to, he's, he's chopping at the bit to get some ideas yeah. out there. And, They're
2: going to do, they got to do something. I mean, there's no way that they want to like, cause this is a huge year for the Bucks, uh with Giannis the way that certain contracts are. And the fact that he could become a free agent not after next season, um, so it's it's a huge stepping stone for the Bucs. It's a big opportunity for them. Um, but also, you know, you you have a LeBron that's getting older. He hasn't not been slowing down, but the league's not going to want to miss out on a playoff scenario having LeBron, Giannis, and then you know like the Clippers also.
0: So we kind of just took. Joe's word for it. No one really challenged him when he said that uh, um, Eastern Conference cities were closer to each other than Western Conference cities. And it was like I don't
1: I I think that struggles ge- with
0: geography <laughs> that for us to just, no, just blindly saying. accept that as true. Just the, main, the main point. Wait, of what that, did you what did you say?
2: The I said the because I was thinking about the matchups because the Eastern Conference cities are closer than a lot of the Western Conference travel. Well, I, said, I
1: think Western Western states are bigger. I'll give them yeah. Yeah. So,
2: you know, and then if the Blazers get in the playoffs, holy shit, they travel like ten thousand miles more than every other team. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So, you know. I think this you know.
0: is uh, I think this is a big ploy on possibly um Giannis's part to make a competing movie with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, which is just a space jam ripoff for Disney. <laughs> is Disney on Looney Tunes? No, right?
4: Oh, uh, uh, no. Brothers. Yeah.
0: So I mean, look and then they're just gonna film the games.
1: Follow the money.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> LeBron couldn't LeBron couldn't get people in his movie, but now they're just gonna have Giannis film the game, like just film the games that Giannis plays in and be like, oh look, the magic are in the movie now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of following the helpful. money.
1: Speaking of following the money, the MLB proposing an eighty-two game schedule. The owners are dangling fifty percent pay cut across the board, and I think they're doing 50% profit sharing with the players. Players are taking the position that they're not going to take any pay cut, and it does not look like they're going to have a playoffs. It doesn't look like they going to have a season.
2: Yeah, it, just, um, it doesn't look good.
1: I still, just with how long the MLB season is, like, it's, it's I'm, I'm Cautiously optimistic, but with the MLB notoriously having the strongest union out of all the leagues, the MLB already undergoing strikes and not finishing seasons, and the fact that they have not played any games where they can't go and, you know, slot teams and have like a shortened season, it's going to be a, a more difficult situation.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you saw like the statements that are coming out from Max Scherzer, which I mean, regardless of how you're looking at this, it, it seems to make sense. I mean, they came to an agreement at some point, the players and the owners, and then now the owners are basically saying, well, we're not making enough money. We're billionaires, but like, we're not making enough money. Um, so you guys take a cut.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like their equity's down. The stock market's through the roof.
0: Yeah, I uh, mean, who, who cares <laughs> you're done with just, baseball just start just start the season in september i just don't see how to get 30 game race to the playoffs
2: yeah i would say i will in that in light of that though like i know DraftKings has come out with some win percentage bets um and they've gone as low as saying 60 games need to be played so i i don't really know how hopeful anyone is to see a lot of games being played and honestly if you're only playing 60 games
0: how, like,
1: I don't understand
2: how you even really get an accurate representation of what the season was supposed to be at that
1: point. You don't. You don't. And it's it? It, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be – if they do play, it's going to be weird, and it's not going to be an accurate representation. The thing that I'm actually most interested, before we switch over to the NHL, uh, we, we bring on Bobby and Matt, is are you going to look at any team – like, any – like we talk about these title droughts. We talk about teams that, like, really desperately need a, a championship. Are you going to hold a franchise in the same light if they win in 2020 in, like, a shortened COVID season? Like, will that always be an asterisk? Like, let's say – For MLB or, or – Or any team, really. Like, if I, – I there's no more Cubs or Red Sox streak, but if there was a team – like, what's the longest streak of, like, winless – Winless, um, ringless teams. I think it's
0: Cleveland Indians.
1: Is is it the Indians? Well, but Cleveland won with the Cavs, but uh, I'm talking about just like, no, the Indians
0: 70 years or wait, yes. Yeah, wow. goddamn genius surprise. Yeah, the Indians.
1: All right, so let's say if the Indians win, are you gonna look at that and say, Oh, the Indians, they didn't do anything or? They just won some thirty-five game tournament that the NBA put together. That's not a real World Series.
2: I think. It, I think it comes. I think it gets weirder with baseball than the, I, like the all the other sports. I think are fine, um, whatever format they come up with. But baseball, I think is baseball. I think is
1: weird. So you don't think like if LeBron wins a ring, like that's going to be like a thing that the LeBron Jordan? Oh, he won in the COVID, so like it doesn't really. I think, that, uh, I think it's
2: something I think that's something that not the- not
1: that I, not that I give a shit. I just think it's it's
2: interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something that the Jordan stands are gonna fucking like sit on top of, but like I don't, you know LeBron's the goat as it is, so like it doesn't matter. Uh, like, I don't I've only I don't written
4: it, out my opinion on this for when it does happen.
2: I just don't think it matters. like I don't I think the NBA has enough of a grip on a potential playoff format. The NHL does as well. I like they're they're substantial. they're significant. And the majority of the season has already been played. Um, baseball, I think, gets hairy because like they haven't played anything yet. And then you know how teams get hot for like a one month or two month stretches.
0: I mean, that's the whole season. I mean what? The
2: like 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 you the, won't give
1: me you won't give me shit if the Mets win the twenty twenty World Series.
2: I just don't I feel like they shouldn't call it the World Series.
4: That's right, Joe, get ahead of it. <laughs>
2: I don't that's think they should it. call it World Series. They should call it like the fucking MLB tournament <laughs> because that's what it is. It's like the
1: summer camp tournament. Like... <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk NHL real quick before we break.
0: But the Heat, the Heat beat uh, OKC in a lockout season. Does anyone remember that? Anyone yeah, care? I do
4: because I yeah. bought a Durant jersey to fuck with my friend who was like a bandwagon Heat fan. That blew up in my face.
0: Yeah, yeah don't, no, don't I, work so you don't even remember that happened nine years ago. Yeah, like I just don't think no that, one counts that LeBron. LeBron.
2: No, I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's just with the NBA and it, like the NBA, NHL, the seasons are being played for the most part. So if they have to make the playoffs a little funky. I don't think it really matters.
1: I I think you're gonna remember it more because there's just gonna be no fans. It's gonna be weird. And
2: yeah, like there's gonna be other reasons why it's memorable. Not so much the format.
1: For All right, so the NHL has, as of right now, gotten its act together. 2014 tournament, The there are eight teams getting a first round bye in the tournament, so then like 5 and 12 will, will play each other, 6 and 11 will play each other, and so on and so forth in that first round. While that's going on, the thing that they did to prevent the first four teams from having a disadvantage in terms of having a three-month break of not playing any hockey, and these teams in the first round are getting some some reps in and playing actual games, and that's probably better for them in, in, the, in a series against a team coming off a bye and an extended layoff, is that they're having the first four teams play a round-robin like kind of mini-tournament against each other for that seeding. So while these teams come into it, like the Bruins are the one-seed, Lightning are two, Uh, Caps are three, Flyers are four, so the Flyers could win all those games and then become the the one seed, which really throws a wrench into projecting that, but we'll get into that with Bobby and Matt. Um, I'm personally excited to see NHL finally get its act together and we'll have something to talk about, Um, but Joe, Terry, Corey, any uh, initial thoughts on the NHL before we dive in with Bobby and Matt?
2: I just think like you gotta, I feel like the value is going to be taking a team that does, that has to play in that first round um, because they're cooking in the odds that, you know, they could get knocked out after playing because they have to play a couple extra games. Um, so I feel like that's where the value. Yeah,
1: I, I Every team that has to play in the first round and which I think is like a definitive advantage. Like, I, I yeah. Still I don't, think, I don't see those, how it's bad. Even with those round robin games, like once a team is like out of position, like they're just going to stop playing. And I think, there's a chance that the teams that are playing like actual game online and means something like are going to be able to put things together a little bit quicker and therefore have a better momentum heading into the second and third and fourth rounds. And as we know in the NHL, like it's all momentum. Normally we would just take a team with, that was hot down the stretch, like sorry to the Flyers who are nine and one heading into this break. Yeah. The Flyers and, and the like,
0: Rangers
2: were hot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, It's just not the same anymore, and it's going to be no fans. There's going to be neutral sites, so I don't really know what to look for. I'm excited to talk to Bobby and Matt, but I do agree with you, and that's kind of the purpose of bringing them on. The purpose of bringing them on was to identify futures bets that we could come together as a podcast and bet, maybe give some of our listeners some attributes to look for for teams to see whether you like teams that are offensively focused versus defensively focused, who has a good coach, who has a bad coach, who has all the pieces has never put it together, but given this layoff and just how weird the season, it could work. Um, I think there's a lot of value in just figuring out a team. So hopefully, and I guess we'll revisit this when we sign off, but um, we, hopefully we get some sort of consensus from these guys and uh,
4: we're able to fire away. Definitely. The only thing I'm excited about is now the draft for the lottery, where the Devils have, once again, come to a prime position for another first-rounder. High-quality picks. That's what it's all about when you're rebuilding a team. Um, And I'm not going to speak about anything in this tournament because I am incredibly biased with a plus 850. Future out on the Bruins, so I am skewed as fuck, and I need help to place any other bets. Thank you. Yeah,
1: so so in the beginning of the season, um, I gave out the Stars at like thirty to one. They're fourteen to one. They have a first round by Fifteen.
2: Um, Fanduel. Fifteen to one.
1: Yeah, I got them so, at fifteen on Fanduel. So, but they were earlier in the season. That was my Stanley Cup pick for the season. Um, I don't really know if I like them anymore. Like, I'm not going to tell you to bet them because I just think it's just a different game right now um i don't know if it's going to be more offense and i think i do with defense is not being able to have played in the last three months like i think they're going to be shoddy i think there's going to be more penalties and normally what i would look for in the nhl playoffs is a team that's hot a team that has big bodies and can grind out an entire long playoff season after playing 82 games but that's not a thing anymore all these teams have rest and they're going to be rusty and offense might win out but um, that's why we're bringing them on. So our first guest is Bobby Graber and, uh, we're hey. having Bobby, Bobby on, and then, uh, we'll have Matt to join us after, and then, uh, we'll revisit and see what they said and, uh, sign off and get you going on, on, on your weekends and on um, next, next week.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys, uh, I'm going to hang out and listen because I don't know much about hockey. So I'm really interested to hear what these guys have to say. So I'll let you guys handle asking the questions. I'm going to set up an online
4: tic-tac-toe game. Tic-tac-toe. That's what it is. Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. That's where my mind is. Uh, A little tic-tac-toe. Me and Terry are just going to keep on playing while you guys talk.
2: All right. And just make sure your mics are off, you know.
1: And we are welcoming on our first guest to talk about the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in 2020. Bobby Graber, joining the podcast, good friend of ours, but also a NHL connoisseur, gambling. Bobby, how you doing?
3: How you living? Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? What's up, Bert? What's up?
1: <laughs> um, first off, just as a NHL fan, I know you're a Devils fan like me, um, and I know that they did not get into this tournament by like two points or some absurd number. How do you feel as a fan? Like, I know other leagues are trying to figure this out, but what does it mean to you in terms of just the pure entertainment value in June? Like, how awesome is this, or do you not even like it?
3: I mean, I I think it's a good thing. I think that the – especially if we could get hockey over the summer, I mean, that's pretty cool, especially playoff hockey. And pretty much, you know, as you guys have been dealing with – any sports at this point is good sports. So, you know, it's not set in stone right now that this is going to actually happen. There's a lot of hurdles to clear before it mm-hmm. actually does. Um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. And hopefully we have hockey. Looks like based on rough estimates, maybe the end of July for the play in series and then the start of the official playoffs in August at some point, which will be cool. I mean, it's, it's We're hot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, the most important thing, though, Right now, Futures betting odds are out on all of these teams. These 24 teams, all of odds, uh, most of the American books have them, and that's what we're going to talk about now because we gave out some Futures advice at the beginning of the NHL season, but I'm more intrigued to talk about how you view value in these teams because everything we know about the Stanley Cup playoffs is basically thrown out the window because normally you would try to identify the hottest team coming into the playoffs, you would – you know maybe look at some advanced analytics that they're doing well on the power play but they've been not they're not going to play for the next 3 months like they have not played an NHL game since March it's going to be late July you know potentially before they play a game so the teams that were hot like the Flyers who were 9-1 in their last 10 games the Bruins were hot like you could just throw that out the window what are your initial thoughts on a team like what are the qualities you're looking for in identifying a team without that sample size of games going into the playoffs?
3: Well, I'm, I'm specifically looking at, and this I think more specifically applies to the play-in series because, uh, you know, there are several teams within those play-in series brackets that are young. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the younger legs, I think at this point, with the season being suspended in March and a lot of these guys not being able to – know go to the gym uh you know I mean a lot I I understand a lot of them have pelotons and stuff shout shout out Uh, and are uh, you know doing some work at home but uh there's a big difference between being in shape uh you know running wise and whatever and being in hockey shape that is a massive difference and a lot of these veteran players you know are going to get a chance in training camp uh an abbreviated training camp to get back in shape and I think you know obviously they'll work to get back, but I think there's a, a severe risk, risk of injury for especially a lot of those older players. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at teams like the stars and stuff like that, which I know some of you guys do like the stars. Uh, but, you know, I am looking at the younger teams, uh, you know, specifically out of the East. I, you know, I really like Carolina and Toronto. Uh, so, you know.
1: so let's, let's back up a little bit because you, I, I understand the young versus old economy. And I get that, but, what's interesting to me is this play in round because the odds the you know the top 7 teams and odds all play all going to buy in the first round are you looking at this and this is the way i looked at it when i first saw it is that the teams that are actually playing nhl hockey first and get like a full week of games before the buy teams like there can be that that's does a that's a lot of rust that's shaken off for those teams. So are you actually favoring the teams that play first rather than potentially favoring like the blues, the Bruins, the lightning teams that just aren't playing before these teams, like you said, the the Leafs, the Canes, um, and talk a little bit about that.
3: You know, I think that there's definitely an advantage of, like you said, it takes a little while to shake the rust off, these top four seeds, and that's where a lot of the controversies come in. And teams have been complaining that, um, you know, not only you know, say, team like Boston. Boston wins the Eastern Conference point percentage-wise technically this year with the shortened season. They have to play in that round robin for seeding. Yeah. Um, you know, those games will they? You know, they'll have some good pace and stuff, but will they be at the same quality of the playing series games? I don't think so, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they don't they don't mean as much the teams in the playoffs in the play-in series are playing for their, you know, their season. They're, they're mm-hmm. playing to stay alive. Uh, there's just, there's higher stakes in those games. And I think players uh, at least coming into that first round after the play-in series uh, you know, there will be some advantages on uh, those teams that actually played real NHL playoff hockey. Um, you know, I think that uh, teams that, you know, finished third or fourth that now have an advantage to get that first seed you know that that's that's a very interesting concept too it, but it's it's just very strange because like you mentioned the the top 4 seeds are playing for seeding yep. and you have the play in series happening it's not clear based because the top t- top 4 teams their their seeding isn't set it's not clear who's going to play who i mean if i'm in the east i want to play the winner of florida and the islanders mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a hands down i mean you could play one of those teams in the first round but one of those top four seeds is going to get probably the Leafs, And that's, yeah. that, I mean, that, that's a massive difference. So, I mean, it's, it's tough to chart out betting-wise, I think, and, and odds-wise, uh, just because there's a lot of uncertainty in those top four seeds.
5: Yeah, because
2: it, it looks like a weird format, too, because, like, there's no guarantee. Like, you could be the worst of the top four teams and play the, wind up playing the worst seed. Right. That's my understanding of the way this is set up. So I mean, that even kind of creates some interesting opportunities. I think if you could if you think that there's maybe a twelve seed that could upset the five seed in the play in round, that would probably give the four seed maybe an edge. Um, the way this tournament's set up.
3: And it's just crazy because like, you know, St. Louis, who's came in for you know, or Boston, like I said, you know, they could be the four seed going into this and you you know, you don't know. And uh, you know, t- and Tampa, you know, that, that's another team that, you know, everybody, I mean, Tampa's a strange team because they've had their window open for a couple of years now. They haven't gotten done, gotten it done. They got swept in the first round last year. I mean, that was, that was no, crazy. No it.
2: Yeah. What a, what a waste of money that was, you know, but, but,
3: <laughs> I, you know, as, as this, uh, lockdown has progressed, I've actually been hearing some interesting stuff on Tampa because a lot of the guys, uh. Because I mean, they understand that their window—they only have so long that you know—they can fit all these guys under the cap. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a lot of them stayed down in Florida because there were the restrictions weren't really that strict down in Florida. They were only in place for a short amount of time, um, and at, at you know, a lot of these guys love being in Florida. Why would you go home to Canada, you know, and mm-hmm. various other places if you could be in generally, generally, but if you could be on the beach, you know? So, I think Tampa, even though they're you know a heavy favorite coming into this tournament i think they're a team to watch just because you know that they, they've they've all been down there together skating so you know it's uh it's something to think about
1: yeah i mean we've been looking at the nfl um in our summer preview series and a lot of what we've talked about in looking and trying to project teams that are good in such a weird off season we've looked at continuity among players like what you mentioned with tampa and good coaching and it's i don't really know too much in terms of NHL coaching, like a lot of these new guys, like I know Hines is just coming out with the Predators. Like if you have a longer history with these guys and are able to do like, are able to keep them in game shape, you know, maybe have a workout regiment. didn't think the season was just going to be canceled. Like those teams are in better situations now moving forward, but let's, okay. So you mentioned the lightning, you mentioned the Canes, the hurricanes, and you mentioned the Leafs. How about you give us one team you're looking at, Um, specifically that's not playing in the first – that's not playing in the first round. So of those eight teams that get a bye, you know, they would normally be a stronger team, and the odds reflect that. So we're talking about Lightning Bruins, Knights, Avs, Capitals, uh, Flyers, teams like that. Give us one team – I know you talked about the Lightning, but if you want to double down on them, you can. Uh, One team that you're most confident in. To at least make it to the finals or win this whole thing out of those eight teams that have that buy. I'll,
3: I'll give you two out of the East. You know, I double down on the Lightning. I, you know, they have a very complete team. They made some moves at the deadline, bringing in guys like Blake Coleman. Obviously, I'm a huge Devil fan, and Blake Coleman's the type of guy you want in playoff hockey. That's probably something they were missing last year that they've added. Out of the West, I love Colorado. Colorado is probably the most electric team uh, in the league right now. Uh, they. Are actually I, I looked it up before I came on, they have the, uh, the youngest uh, roster in the league at 20, 25 and a half years with their average player. Um, so, you know, I think that if they can establish a footing in that first round and, and get hot, I think they, you know, they, they could catch fire and go all the way. Uh, you kind of saw that. This weird because this is more of a tournament format and, you know, a lot of the tournament formats that we think of when we come to hockey, you think of the Olympics. and yep. A lot of people think of the World Cup of Hockey. And we're, you know, I, I tend to think that younger teams will do, do better. Only happened once, but the World Cup of Hockey, Team North America, everybody remembers that team. That team was awesome. And they were exciting, and, and they just, their, their offense was all over the place, scoring goals. And I think you could really see a team like that, a young team like Colorado, get their footing in that first round, and then just run through the Western Conference. I think amongst those teams, Vegas is probably the biggest threat to Colorado. Um, I don't see St. Louis repeating, and like I said before, I'm not a believer in the stars. Uh, So if if we could get a Colorado-Vegas Final uh, in August at some point, or conference final rather, uh, in August or September, whenever it comes, I think that'd be great for hockey.
1: Yeah, the Avs right now are 9 to 1, and the Lightning are plus 650. So, Lightning are actually at the, the, lowest, the lowest odds, and the Avalanche, I think, are fourth on that list uh, yeah. with the caps. Let's go to a team that is playing in the play in round. Um, maybe a younger team, like you said, a team that has some young guys and some scoring. Because um, there, there's a decent amount of teams here, but give us at least one team. Uh, like a long shot that you're looking at to maybe catch fire and uh, win this tournament.
3: So I'll, I'll start with a, a quick one on that first play in round. Uh, this is just a series bet, but as you mentioned before with the coaching, I don't see the Islanders losing to the Panthers. I think it's not even going to be close. Trotz is a hell of a coach and, you know, I, I, Florida just really is is, is not that good. Uh, their, their analytics wise during the year, it doesn't match up and, the Islanders will find a way with trust to get it done defensively. So I think that's a lot. In terms of teams to catch fire and win it, uh, as I mentioned before, I really like the Hurricanes. And that's more than just them being a young team. They are getting several guys back from injury that uh, were out at the end of at, when play was suspended. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. Dougie Hamilton's supposed to be back on the back end and uh, Sammy Votnin as well, uh, another former devil. And there's even talk of uh, Brett Pesci coming back too at some point. He was given a four to six month timeline back in March. Uh, it would, might be a little tight. They might, but that there is a chance that they get him back as well. And when you're looking at three guys like that, when uh, they did also at Brady Skay at the uh, or Shea rather at the deadline from the Rangers, uh, I mean, I think they have one of the best de- defenses in the league. Uh, they're, they're a mobile group and they're responsible defensively. So I think that if you're looking for a team. Uh, that could catch fire out of that first round. I think it's definitely the Hurricanes. I think another thing to watch in that playoffs se- in the play-in series is just watch and maybe place a bet based on this. If a goalie gets hot in the first play-in series and say the team uh, you know rips off three wins and they sweep the other team, mm-hmm. I think going into the next round, a hot goalie in the playoffs can carry it to a Stanley Cup. And I think I'll be looking to place some bets on teams based on that first play-in series based on goalie play, if a goalie gets really hot, the team can, they can ride him all the way to the uh, Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, the, uh, I, I heard and I saw some stories on Twitter about the Penguins really arguing with the NHL to not have a three-game series instead of a five-game, which they ended up doing doing yeah. because they were so afraid of Carey Price. And yeah. I don't really – because Carey Price statistically hasn't been great the last couple of years, but apparently the, the players think hockey. But apparently the players just still fear him as a guy that can get hot. Wow. Um, so watch that in the five twelve game uh, 12 series definitely the
2: uh the the hurricanes are plus 4200 on uh bet mgm and uh also on Fanduel for for everyone
3: and, and, and it's a similar team out west I, I would say the canucks they have they have uh, a lot of young top end talent and and i can see them getting hot too and what w- making some noise
1: yeah all right, Bobby. Well, it was great to have you on. You gave us uh, some good insight, and uh, we definitely thank you and look to having you on again.
3: Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Too bad the Devils aren't a part of this, but, uh, you know, hopefully. Wait, hey, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll, get another, uh, we'll get another first overall pick. <laughs>
3: there you go. Nice consolation. That'd be and, nice. Yeah, the, and also the Hurricanes
1: do play the Rangers first, so I'm all in on the, on the yeah. Hurricanes. It's great. We'll
3: be placing some bets on the Hurricanes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely. All right, thanks, Bob. Thanks, thanks Bobby.
3: And I'll take him out of here. Book
1: them. And now we bring on, loosely related to me, our first recurring guest in the history of our podcast, now with his second appearance. You can find his stuff on com. Matt DeLeo, welcome to the podcast for the record-setting second time.
5: Thanks for having me. I, uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, I just want to say a shout-out to you guys for uh, – still producing and putting out good content in a time of minimal sports so uh, it feels like we just had you
2: here Matt but it's good to see you again <laughs> yeah,
5: I honestly lost track of the days to be honest so <laughs> um, well now sports are back are starting to
1: come back and the NHL playoffs 24 teams set to start at some point in this summer um, you're the hockey guy and or one of our hockey guys, and we just wanted to bring you on to discuss teams that you like, uh, qualities and teams that you're looking for. This is an unprecedented thing. Usually in the NHL, we just look for the hottest team coming down the stretch. With no stretch, what are we looking at? What are some of the qualities you're looking at at a team and trying to find teams to bet for this NHL 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs?
5: Um, it definitely is unprecedented uh, times here. Um, usually you are right, the hotter team usually worth it to throw some bucks on um, their future because uh, you saw it last year with the Blues and it's more common than you think, especially in the NHL. Um, I'm looking into uh, certain teams' road records because it's not going to feel like a road game, but it's going to be the complete opposite of a home game. Mm
4: -hmm. So if
5: some teams aren't comfortable playing at home or you can see it on their records and it shows, um, like the Flyers are pretty poor on the road. um, I'm just looking at teams that have shown that they can do it on the road and don't have to rely on their their fans to get it done.
1: Yeah, I think you're
5: looking more at,
1: you know, like like you said, teams that play well at, or you know, or they just play at such a different level at home. Like you're not going to have that. Like this is more of a tournament style. They're going to be playing at some neutral site, so that's a good thing, also. Um, what other are you looking more offense, defense, goaltending? What what positional value are you looking at in terms of these teams?
5: Um, I know I think defense uh, might be a little sloppy uh, I think defensive chemistry takes some time to get going um, so you might see a lot more penalties um, but then again I don't know how how these power play uh, lines are going to play either um, it's going to take time to get everything going so that's why I'm not sure it might be a positive for those teams that are playing in the qualifying uh, rounds just to get some get their feet wet and start playing again it's not like they uh, had a quick week off and are playing again. Each team had three months off. So it's kind of like you had the whole offseason and you're kind of back into it. Also, um, the, it's kind of like you have a one whole month to prepare for your team. Like you, you know who you're playing already. and Usually you don't have a whole month to prepare to, for your opponent. Yeah, so it's,
2: it's – I would say, does that like impact your thought process in terms of like coaching or anything? That's what I was going to say.
5: Uh, if, you have, if you have a, a well-established coach, um, I don't really know how deep I would look into it, but I would definitely throw that into some consideration. You have a whole month of game plan against their weaknesses.
1: Um, what first-round matchups are you looking at uh, right now? Are
5: there any ones that you can definitively pencil in as teams you're going to bet in the first round? Um, uh, you're going to hate this choice, um, but the Rangers um, over the Carolina Hurricanes – I think it's plus 110 on DraftKings. I haven't really been line shopping to see where you can get a better line, but um, the Rangers, I think, are a team that could definitely beat the Hurricanes. Um, they're playing really well towards the end of the season. Well, not the end of the season, but right before it stopped. Um I don't know if they're going to keep that momentum, but I think they have more depth than the Hurricanes do, and I'm just not a big fan of the Hurricanes this year. I don't think they can beat the Rangers in a, what, a five-game series.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: I mean, is that more of a goaltending thing? I mean, I definitely. Um, the Hurricanes have definitely struggled with goaltending this year. They've had some injuries. Um, as the Rangers, um, I'm not a fan of Lundqvist right now. He's a little old, but it's just has been unstoppable with what he's been doing. So yeah. I trust him more than any other goalie in that series. So,
2: yeah, Rangers are dogs, too. I mean, they're plus like 112 on FanDuel right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's an opportunity to get some plus money.
5: Yeah. Um, I think the Chicago Blackhawks over the Oilers. um, The Blackhawks have had some good goaltending. Oilers, um, I don't really trust their goaltending with Koskinen and Smith. Um, I think Crawford and Leonard are by far the two better goalies in that series. They have um, veterans on the team. Um, I don't know if the rest is going to help them, um, but you can get them at plus 135. I don't think the Oilers are there yet. They obviously have talent, um, but I don't think they're there as a team yet. All right, let's go back to the futures market because this
1: was um, just our look into maybe identifying a team because I think it's going to be wide open. Uh, first, let's let's look at the teams that have the first round buy. Uh, all those teams are seven of those eight teams are under ten to one. The stars are right there at fourteen to one, um, and then the rest there's like two teams under under twenty to one, and then the rest are just in the stratosphere of odds. What what teams do you like in those top eight teams? Uh, maybe pick one or two, or, you know, if there if there wasn't, if this was a normal tournament, uh, which team are you value?
5: Um, You know, if the odds aren't there, um, I hate picking the two favorites, but the Bruins and Lightning, I'm pretty sure they have the same odds almost everywhere, um, and that's for a reason. I think they have the most depth, they have the best goaltending, and they have the most uh, offensive firepower, um, and I just really don't, see them losing early on. I know everyone probably thought the same thing about the lightning last year, but they I guess they have that revenge factor as well this year. So I'll, I'll lean more lightning over the Bruins, but you can't go wrong with either or. And then let's look at a team that maybe has some higher
1: odds and maybe are just getting overlooked. Um, pick maybe one or two teams and, and maybe go out on a limit, pick a team of, of one of these lesser, lesser odds because – that's, I mean, I, I don't want to speak for Joe and, and Terry, but this is, I think, a great chance to fire away at some
5: crazy odds teams in the NHL.
2: Well, you know how much I love these fat futures. <laughs>
1: Just
2: lay one on me here. Um,
5: last time I came on, I did talk about the Flames, so I'm not going to bore you with that again. But um, I still think the Flames can do it, and they're still around the same price at 3000 or 3500 whatever it is. Um, but there, there's one team, and it, it might be on the bottom of the list for most sports books, the Chicago Blackhawks, I said they have a favorable matchup, I think, against the Oilers um, in that first round. Um, they have the goaltending. They have the offense. They have veterans. Um, I'm not saying it's a sure thing by any means. They're down there. Like, yeah, so, plus 10,000. But, but I, think, I think, you know, the NHL is always, always up in the air, I think now more than ever, and I think they definitely have the, uh, the tools to do it. So I might sprinkle some on the Blackhawks. I mean, plus ten thousand. I mean, five
2: and bucks, five hundred beans. I'm in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other parting thoughts before we uh, send you on your way?
5: Um, I would just say take a look at the, I guess, people's depth uh, depth charts. Um, you have some key players coming back for some teams. Um, I don't know if that's going to be again a positive or negative. Whether they can find that chemistry yet again. Um. And I don't know who's going to play. I think some people have um, some teams that people who, have, who are diabetic or have asthma or those guys going to even be playing. So I really have no idea. Ooh, what fair the consideration. Um, and again, you don't know who they're even going to be playing in the next round because of that first round uh, tournament to select the seating. So I think why not sprinkle some with the Blackhawks because everything's up in the air and they can do it. Um, that's pretty much it. I guess we'll find out more information in the next coming days, but I'm excited to have hockey back. And hopefully this is a start to get most sports back, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, definitely.
5: All right. Thanks, Matt. Um, some good picks there. I think that
1: Blackhawks bet. I do like the Flames, though. I think offense is going to be key here and, uh, you know, a team like them that's young and maybe can put it together and you can get lucky and hit on a big odds there. But thank you again for coming on. Hope you stay safe. All right.
4: Thanks, Matt. Thanks,
5: Matt. Uh, always glad to be here.
4: See you soon. <laughs> Recurring guest. Wow. And we're back. Um, you feel informed, Terry? Oh, enlightening.
0: Yeah, now my hand's cramped for everything I wrote down.
1: <laughs> <Wow>. um, <laughs> so, a little differing, uh, I mean, some some similarities, some, some differences. Uh, we have... Bobby, who seems to be favoring younger teams. Um, is that the
0: blonde guy? Younger teens? Nora's younger teens? Fuck.
1: Ooh. Younger teams. He Don't thinks get that, that sound bite out there. He Ooh. thinks that veterans um, are going to struggle just getting back into game shape. Um, he also likes the Hurricanes, which Matt was completely on the opposite. He says the Rangers are going to beat the, the Hurricanes in the first round.
2: I know we got to get them and, to have a wager. I think.
1: Yeah, and and both of them are Devils fans. So I, I and Bobby fucking hates the Rangers more than anybody I've ever met. In my yeah. Life. Um, so, but uh, Bobby likes the Hurricanes. It's a long shot. Matt thinks they're going to lose in the first round. Um, Bobby likes the ABS a lot. He likes the Isles in the first round, and. Yeah. Um, Matt Matt likes the biggest odds on the board, the hundred to one Blackhawks as a potential option. I love it. I he love likes that. he likes the Flames too. And I actually do like the Flames a little bit because it fits what I'm thinking about that and, and this is a point that Bobby brought up too, that it's a tournament setting. Like you have to look at what has worked in like these all star Olympics teams, like where um, they're playing in neutral sites. Like it's going to be weird to get back together and put something together so fast. Yeah. So there's usually more high scoring, younger teams, and it's more offensive oriented. So the flames actually could fit a little bit. Yeah.
2: That being said though, the Blackhawks, there could be a mir- There could be a movie about them. Call it miracle. <laughs> or two <laughs> It would be great. Um, no, I, I think it was, it was, it was interesting perspective too, because I'm more of a casual fan of hockey. And uh, we're kind of getting a little bit different analysis uh, in terms of what to look for there.
0: It sounds like Bobby just um, bet on teams associated with his favorite activities, like going to the beach. Oh, aisles, hurricanes. <laughs> oh, I like to ski, avalanche. <laughs> oh, no, no Native Americans for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I personally, I have not um, made up my mind. I just think it's exciting to to see. I mean, I, I, at some point, maybe we'll become a podcast where we can come together and and maybe as this gets closer, identify a team and give out a pick. But um, he gave us both of the guys gave us, and again, we thank both of them for coming on. But gave us some things to look for, um, and I think these odds are tasty. For and I think both of them actually said too that the teams in the first round present tremendous value. Um, yeah. Just wondering what the odds are. So.
2: Yeah. And like of note, in terms of these Stanley cup futures, there is a cool promo out like right now for on FanDuel. Um, yes.
1: This, uh, this promo doesn't suck alert.
2: Yeah. This is a great, this is a good promo. It's a $50 bet. You have to opt in uh, and it's your first $50 bet on a team to win the Stanley cup uh, for each game that they win in their first five games played, you get ten dollars back. So you can think about this a couple of different ways. You can either think about it as just getting a couple bucks back on your bet, or if you're looking at a team like the Lightning to win, who's like plus six fifty on uh, or six hundred on FanDuel, um, you can kind of look at it as like exponentially increasing the value of your bet because you're kind of getting better odds for every ten dollars you get back. Um, so just something to think about. Uh, if you know if you don't if you want to go in on a crazy long shot, maybe split it with one of your friends or something like that. but uh, it's not a bad promo. Good promo it does not suck.
1: Yeah, this promo does not suck. All right, um, our next podcast coming out is on Tuesday where we continue our NFL summer series. Uh, we're doing the NFC South. Uh, we're on part five coming up now. That's been well received. Um, but we've been I do. By our fans, <laughs> we have over a hundred followers now on Instagram. Yeah, it's on great. Instagram um, listeners have been going up. And,
2: so keep uh, an eye on that. Uh, follow, uh, follow. We post some pics there too, and write it.
1: Yeah, at at the Oddscast on Instagram, and then at the Oddscast Pod on Twitter. Some news, uh, some some rumors that we might be starting a Facebook
4: account soon to reach the boomers. So the fuck's a Facebook?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? And, and the MySpace. Yeah, I was going to say, why yeah, not I MySpace?
4: I remember that one. Good guy, Good guy Tom. All right. Good guy, Tom. We're signing off. Thanks
1: again to Bobby Graber, Matt DeLeo for like, joining us. Like, review.
4: subscribe, rate, review.
1: Thank okay. you to Corey, Joe, uh, Terry. God bless.